We could start talking about the Bears week two in the preseason kicked off of the Thursday night game last night. The Bears were the team that had to travel, you know, a few thousand miles on the short week. Um, the Seahawks are going to be brutal. Somehow they were still a favorite last night. The Bears that was covered easy easily. Money. Easy money. That was easy money if you bet it. Uh, the under wasn't necessarily as easy, but it hit by a half point. So there's God, your gambling Vegas update. So They're so good. So At a preseason good. game. Yeah. And a freaking preseason game. They missed it by a half point. I'm glad I didn't bet it. I bet the Bears, but I did not bet the uh Could you bet the in preseason? My I love goodness. it. Oh. But you know what? Like the, um, Did you watch? We talked I, about I it yesterday watched, on the show. Would I you watch? The whole thing. I wasn't anything else I on last night. Thing. I watched the entire game last night. I can't believe night. you guys watched the entire game. It, it was yeah. actually entertaining because what was it? The entire third quarter, they basically turned it into... Uh, first take on Roquan Smith. Yes. They, yeah. they spent the entire third quarter We're talking about yeah. the conversation around this uh, contract situation for Roquan. I thought it was a fascinating conversation, and it, it leads to this concept of this new organization, the new way they're kind of doing business at Alice Hall. I, I was fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were plays taking place in the background, but really <laughs> but the, Nathan Peterman in the, the game? third quarter was all about Roquan, and, and I thought that that was interesting. I said before the game yesterday, Carm, I said I wanted three things, and only two of those things came true. They moved the ball with Justin Fields. They yeah. moved him outside of the pocket. He looked decent when they did, which leads me to believe in a short period of time that Luke Getze is going to find ways to scheme away from this offensive line. Yeah, which, they which might is have good, to. right? Yeah. Tevin Jenkins, too. Tevin Jenkins played with the ones and the twos at right guard, getting good reps there. And he didn't look horrible. He looked good. They were running behind him. He looked good, right? Three, I wanted DK Metcalf on the plane back with them, which didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. So, yeah, that nice didn't. try, though. So two out of three. Hey, 66%'s not yeah, bad. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll I mean, take it. Know, two out of three's yeah, not bad. You'll take it. My I'll assessment it. from watching the game last night was uh, I had two thoughts. One, that there was one team that seems to be a professional football team on the field and one team that looks like a complete and utter disaster. And that's the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And, and for the Bears, in kind of going back to the conversation we've had all offseason, Abdallah and I both think this team is going to be decent in the concept of they will not be embarrassing from week to week. Will they win a lot of games? No, they're not talented enough, but they will not embarrass themselves. And I think last night showed us, even in a preseason game with your second, your third string players, there is a philosophy being put into place. Uh, there is discipline with, with the, the, dark, the depth chart. And Eberflus is implementing something. Will it get you to a Super Bowl? We don't know. Right. But at least this is no longer the naggy, the incompetence, the false starts, the right. miscommunications. It seemed as if this was a professional on, on a short week going out to Seattle and just playing solid football. I think operationally, nice to see. you're right. Like there's some good signs. They missed probably an opportunity to challenge and maybe they flubbed that a little bit. Okay, get like work out the kinks now. To your point, it's been um, only one turnover and I think eight penalties in yeah. two preseason games. That's like, great. You will take that. It's yeah. true. It's like the national perception of this team is that they're going to be a three-win team. Bumbling. I don't think that's the case. Bumbling and, and, bumbling. Jets and I don't think that's the case. And just complete yeah. incompetence. And right. that's not what I saw last night uh, when you saw two teams that likely are not going to be good facing right. off against each other. And then when we go into Getsy and the play calling, the, a couple things I, I know that you guys will like. Pre-snap yeah. movement. Yep. Almost mm-hmm. every single play offensively it. with the first team had someone in motion. I love it. Love that. Fields moving out of the pocket a ton. Mm-hmm. When they ran the football, it seemed like Tevin Jenkins is a bit of a mauler, no? He's he, like a road grader. That's he, maybe he's, what he's, yeah. a he's moving dude. bodies, like, right? Yeah. Like, like there are things to like. A uh, Cole Komet 
catching yeah, the football and running down the football field with said football. That was nice to see. I, I don't know. I, I get it. Limited action. Justin Fields wasn't in there for a whole heck of a lot. Just in that first drive, he goes five of seven for 39 yards. Yeah, there was no touchdown. He kind of held it a little too long on that play where he leaked out to the left. But with that said, they moved the football down the field, encouraging sights yeah. from last night. Yeah, and I think that, too, there's two players that when Eberflus took over and Getzey took over the offense that I kind of will give a clean sheet to and, and kind of just judge them based on what happens now moving forward. That's One is Eddie Jackson because I want to see how he does in that system where he's you know being pushed by these young players and maybe he has a resurgence and goes back to what he was before, being able to be a ball hawk and take the ball away. And then also Cole Komet. And because he wasn't used properly. And I don't think that, like, look, Matt Nagy was a bad head coach. But I think Lou Getze is going to find ways to get Cole Komet involved in that offense. And you need him because he's one of the weapons, one of the few weapons that Justin Fields has. Catch and run. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of nice to see. Bowling over guys a little bit. Now the Seahawks are going to be gone. They're going to be bad. They are. I mean, the Falcons, the Seahawks are going to be amongst the worst teams in the league, I think. Um, and And that was on display. But one team looked... One team definitely looked like it, and that was Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and the Bears, again, were the team that had to really adjust their schedule, travel a long way on a short week. Like, n- it could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And I was almost at times like expecting it to be worse, and, and it wasn't. I still have a lot of questions about how this O line is going to hold up all season long. I think all of us have questions about that, and it's probably the one thing that will, it, it could be the, the biggest impediment to them being. Like, in terms of wins and losses, a really good team. I, I just don't think it is going to be good enough. Um, scheme-wise, defensively, Iberflus and Williams might be able to do things that keep them in a lot of games. You know, even without a ferocious pass rush, they might have enough coaching and enough personnel, especially if they keep Robert Quinn all season, to, like, be in games. The O-line is still the one thing that, like, it is... It is it's glaring well, in, in a lot of fair, ways. Well, to be fair, though, uh, uh, Riley Reef wasn't out there. Right, and they're on their third string center. Well, with Reef not being there, isn't is, isn't it possible that Jenkins is going to be the starter for Week One? I mean, the way Borm, he's played is this week, going to start at right tackle or is Reef? Jenkins I will mean, start at right guard. Yeah, I think Jenkins is probably going to start at right guard. I would imagine. And Reef is their starting right tackle, and maybe things I, are a little bit better over Borum. I get the feeling they have zero interest in playing Jenkins at either tackle spot. No, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I don't think they want Jenkins at all. And that's, but if yeah. you looked at all the pressure, it was coming right down the middle. When you have a third string yeah. center in there, like yeah. there's obviously their their starter got hurt. He's got he's dealing with the the wrist injury. Herbert also is? missed a blitz pickup on one of those. Yeah, and so you've got to like account for that. Where it's easy to blame the O line, Khalil Herbert completely whiffed. Yeah. on his assignment. I uh, mean, like, and that like you have to take that into account. Herbert also can't catch. Right. No. This is this is now a, a thing where. Out of the uh, backfield in the flat, he can't catch at all. Mm. Is that something we're going to have yeah, to keep that, our eyes but on? Again, that's Montgomery's going to be in there yeah. a majority of the time, and he can catch. And maybe Ebner, too. Yeah, so heard. I think that, like, yes, they didn't look great, but there's still things to take away that leads me to believe that they're not going to be amazing. I'm not I'm not coming away from yesterday's one drive and being like, oh, playoff team. Super Bowl team. Amazing. This is going to be great. But I'm more solidified. But like I feel like I feel a little more confident in the over and I feel more confident in all these guys that we're seeing on all on like every show being like, "Oh, bet the Bears to have the worst record in the NFL." They're There's not. There's a lot of that. They're not going to. You heard Black say that uh, the third quarter kind of turned into uh first take a little bit there on uh Thursday night football with Roquan Smith and what the Bears are dealing with and how they're trying 
to get a deal done and how it might end. We're going to play a few interesting sound bites from the guys last night because they were revealing and relaying some of the things that they got from their conversations pregame with Ryan Poles. We'll play that sound for you coming up if you want to talk Bears 312-332-3776. It's Carmen and Yurko, Black and Abdallah in with me. We'll be right back. See what Carmen and Yurko are talking about on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. I was expecting to hear cocaine. Same. <laughs> now it just won't play at all, Charlie. It's oh, Carmen no. and York. You so like we're we're sharing a mouse right now. So when oh. we're coming out of oh, break, oh yeah, that's oh, right. Car- okay, we got to have Carmen this conversation on the air, oh, Carmen. No. Uh, we've been meaning to tell you this. <laughs> you can't touch the mouse in and around breaks. It's my bad. I should have mentioned we're, something. Part of part of the uh, the issues we're having is you are now sharing a screen with Charlie, and the second you touch the mouse, Chris has said it under his breath. For the last four there, days. There, there was a commercial break yesterday that I went to go hit the music and you <laughs> grabbed the mouse. I quickly grabbed it it's back. It's right. Here, here. Here's 25 milligrams of CBD. You want some? Here, have some whiskey. Wyoming yeah, whiskey. Have a whiskey. Yeah, have a whiskey. Have a little yeah, shot of Wyoming have whiskey. Have a shot of Wyoming whiskey. Enjoy yourself. And, and, uh, it's no big deal. It's blocking up dollar. We're going to get a little weird with you here during there. Carmen and Yurko today. Take a nice mm. swig of that, whis- yeah. that whiskey. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's there good. you go. That's, That's good whiskey. How, how was the uh, whiskey uh, Wednesday? The whiskey other night? Wednesday was good with Wyoming whiskey. It was great. We had a great turnout. Spears is a cool place to do it because um, they got that little private room and the food was awesome and they're nice. just very hospitable and it was good. We had some of their double uh, their uh, their double cask, which I love. They got a sherry cask finish that's really really good. So now <laughs> I know not to touch the mouse while you guys are getting us in and out of break. I'm yeah, glad. don't touch the mouse. Yeah, at yeah. some point we're going to figure out all these little technical uh, snafus. Yeah, I promise. Huh. Now can I touch the mouse? Yeah, I think, okay. yeah, I think you can touch the mouse. Well, we need, the mu- we need music, technically. Do, do we you want to hear the music? No, forget okay. it. It's right. cocaine. We'll hear it in 20 minutes. Um, let's play <laughs> some sound from the Bears game last night, and then we will take Bears phone calls. But, um, mm, man, that Wyoming whiskey is good. <laughs> this was Levy and Orlovsky talking. I'm going to play two sound bites here for everybody, but this is the guys in uh, this specific bite. This is Levy and Orlovsky talking about polls in Roquan. And they're obviously getting this from the conversations they had uh, before the game with Bears Brass, but just talking about where the Bears are with Roquan Smith and what the organizational philosophy might be right now. But he said, hey, he's a very good linebacker. Like, that's some code there. That, that's not excellent. That's, that's not the best linebacker in the league. That's not being paid like the best linebacker in the league. I think there's two things that I took away. One was that, you know, label, he's a linebacker, you know, and maybe organizationally, or philosophically, Ryan Poles doesn't value an inside linebacker the same way another organization would. And the second thing was, he made the statement, listen, my job is to build a team, not pay one guy. And I think that they're in that world of, or he's at least in that world of, I like the player, yet surely it sounds great to pay him, but this roster has got some holes in it that are that needed to be filled for Justin Fields, who's the most important person on the team over the next two or three. And then here's Lewis Riddick on Poles' priorities. Remember, he also said this. If this was a pass rusher, if this was a quarterback, if this was a corner, it's a little bit easy. I mean, so what that tells you is, you're right. When you're looking at the positions 1 through 22 on a football team, 
maybe that stack linebacker position for him is down a little bit lower than what maybe Roquan Smith was hoping that it would be. But what makes it even more interesting is Matt Eberflus just came from a place where he had Shaq Leonard on his football team, who's one of the highest-paid linebackers right. in the NFL. But these guys say the number one thing as to why they came together is because they share a, sh- a, a common vision yeah. about how to build a football team. I think we'd all agree, right, guys? Like, there are – when we're looking at what you pay on defense, you pay pass rushers and you pay shutdown corners. Everything else – you know, maybe a safety if you're Derwin James, if you're Prime Ed Reed. Um, I don't think it's going to end well for Seattle with uh, Jamal Adams. But, I mean, like maybe a yeah. safety. But you're basically paying pass rushers and corners, right? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think Lewis last night also kind of signaled that even if that's the philosophy, when you have a player who's basically top five at his position, like do you just say we don't need his services? Like, Lewis Rick may seem as if he was running the Bears. He would have already signed Roquan Smith. That's the way that I kind of listened to it last night, even though he didn't flat out say that. I just don't know. Like, I, I get that if that's the philosophy, it makes sense. But then again, okay, then you're downgrading your defense for the future because you're just not going to pay a player who's worthy of being paid. Like, what? I, I don't know. I, I think I, he's worthy of the money. And if yeah, we're not talking crazy worthy, money. He's worthy of, he's 18, worthy of 18, 18, 19. I mean, I would go even. I would say 19, five. I would give him 20, just 100 million, five years, $20 million. That's it. That's a nice, even number, $100 million. Work out the guarantees, whatever that is. $100 million for, for five years. I mean, you already paid him 19. What's one more million? And, and, and you've got hundred million dollars in cap space next year. But I, I also get back to the the concept that if you look at uh, former Bears linebackers through their twenty four aged season, yeah. like there there are comparables to Lance Briggs yes. and Brian Urlacher, yes. both players. There are statistics that Roquan has put mm-hmm. up to this point that match or are better than Brian and Lance. But did Lance ever get paid as one of the top? I'd have to go back and look. And Lance had a couple holdouts himself. But was Lance ever paid at the top end of the linebacker market? He didn't, but Brian did. Brian certainly did. And that was money well spent because he was a, he's a Hall of Fame player. I he mean, is. It's, I mean, I, I like Roquan a whole heck of a lot. And, I like, and I've been saying it. like that. This should have been that it's gotten to this point is sort of unfortunate unless he's asking for the moon. And, and it's hard to really know what's going on. Courtney keeps making this point because there are no leaks. There is no agent that... That you have to work, and obviously the organization's not going to say anything. How big could the divide be? Uh, maybe it really does exist, where the Bears just are, are simply not going to go above nineteen or twenty million, mm-hmm. and Roquan wants more than that. This should have been done weeks ago, if you ask me, because he is a very good player to a certain uh, up to a certain level. Uh, I understand Roquan wanting to get paid eighteen, nineteen million dollars a year. I'd be cool with it if he's asking for twenty-one million dollars a year. Then I'm saying, well. You probably step back and reassess because he's not going to rush the passer for you. No, he's not going to impact the game the way Miles Garrett does or T.J. Watt or Aaron Donald. But if you look at the way that they're playing defense yesterday, like they look like they're playing the style of defense. I'm not saying they're playing cover two, but they look like you need a guy like Erlach or Briggs in that in the linebacker area to go and fly towards guys, and that's what Roquan does. Well, he's not getting to the quarterback, but he's still very impactful. Let's move this forward. Okay, it seems as if Poles knows that there's an amount of time here that's running out on Roquan. They're just going to wait him out because Mm -hmm. he has to play this season or else he won't become a free agent next offseason. So that happens. He's in uniform for week one. He plays, but there's no new deal. How do the Bears handle this as the season goes through and when we get to the offseason? 
do they just let him go to free agency and let the asset walk? Or do you try and trade him in the season to then get something back? If he's holding out and not playing... And well, you, he, he's going to play. He's going to have to play. He, right? he won't, he yeah. won't he give up. He won't hit free agents. Yeah, he won't give up that year. So What's yeah, the minimum? Yeah, right. Six, six games? He's got to play. Um, no, I think he was season. How much? It has to be more than that. Yeah, it's got to be, right? I thought Waddle said it was six games. I could double check that. Right. I don't well, know off the either, top of my head. Either way, they're six not going to let him. Six let regular season? Yeah, Charlie? six regular okay, season. Six regular season games. Yeah. They're not going to let him walk no. in free agency. No, right? I, I wouldn't think so. So what do you do? And, and if, I don't think you can tag him and trade him because I don't know that anybody's going to give up that first round pick. I just right. don't. I no. don't think so. So I think you do. I think they're like playing a game of chicken. Or do you? Like, or do you? Is you he is he franchise tag worthy? I don't know. If you're not willing to commit the money now, are you going to commit that money it's about just on a one-year franchise year, right? tag? Isn't it? It's like 18 million next year. Did yeah. we look at it for his for yeah, his position? We did. Yeah, it was right. I mean, 18. wouldn't that just upset Roquan even more if they it could don't come to a deal and then in the offseason they franchise tag? But it could him? upset him all he wants. That the player doesn't have as much leverage here as the team. They just don't yeah. because mm-hmm. of the fifth-year option, because of the franchise tag. He just doesn't have as much. Uh, he's got more to lose, and the Bears have the leverage. Matt's in Streamwood. What's up, Matt? Hey, Carm. Hey, Black Adala. Thanks for taking my phone call. What's up, Matt? Carm, I, I think I heard it correctly. Lewis Riddick said that Ryan Poles is done negotiating with Roquan. I think that's what he said yesterday. So uh, yeah, to, that's what he was hinting at, yeah. It comes to a point now where if Roquan's not going to play and he, he, he's not done anything that they've asked him, he's not practicing. I know he traveled with the team, but he's not practicing. I know he's in meetings and everything like that, but... Ryan Poles has been very generous with him. He's not. I don't believe he's fighting with him. We I'm don't think sure so. He'd be on social media yeah. saying that they're finding him now. So it comes to a point where I think isn't it time for Ryan Poles to just say yes, Roquan will trade you or what we need to do because he's not going to sign for that 19 million. And it's just it comes to a point where I don't think he wants to be here like Alshon Jeffrey, where they just don't want to be here anymore. Hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, I. I don't know that they're in any rush to, to trade him because they might feel like they're not going to get the best value back, and they might just say, "We'll play the game of chicken." We know you're going to you're going to start playing when it matters, mm-hmm. when the when, when you know, so you can get your check, so you can accrue your season. I don't know that they want to trade him because they might not feel like they can get the value. I don't know how much secretly behind the scenes he's tried to gauge what he could get for him. I mean, what if all somebody's offering you is a fourth round pick or even a third round pick? Would you say no? We'll just hold on to him. That's yeah. not enough. Yeah, yeah. probably not I enough. Would, no. Right? Yeah. I want at least a second. At least a second is what I think they'd hold out for. Barry's in the South Loop. Hey, Barry. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. I have a question for you. This guy that came over with Eberflus, Mohammed, doesn't he play the same position as Roquan? No, he's no. a lineman, defensive end. Oh, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought for some reason I thought he was a linebacker, and mm-hmm. I was just wondering maybe if they were. You know, hoping that we can just slot him in at Roquan's spot and save that money because I know Eberflus is really high. I think him. I think, uh, and you're talking about uh, Muhammad Al Quadin, right? Yeah, that, and that's yeah. who uh, Barry's talking about. Who did they sign him after the Ogan Joby thing blew up? Is that I right? I believe they did. Did they yeah. kind of turn to him? Yeah. I think they did. And obviously, there's familiarity there. I, I, I think I've got the timeline of that right. I, I and we can double check it, but I think they turned him there. But yeah, not not the same position. I think in their minds, they'll if they don't have Roquan, they'll find another speedy sideline to sideline linebacker, another athletic guy that can thrive in that system where everything is sort of funneled to the weak side linebacker. And if you're an athlete and you can run the way Lance Briggs could, the way Roquan can, the way Darius Leonard can, you're, Derek Brooks could, he's a mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, obviously, you're going to thrive in that position. I think that's their mindset. Yeah, and you know, reading uh, some of the post-game stuff, 
today the belief is now you've got three weeks until the regular season game starts or regular season starts uh, from Sunday, three weeks from Sunday. So that would be enough time that if Roquan decides to start practicing, that oh, he could yeah. get acclimated with the system and get his legs underneath him and actually be out. I mean, he was out there stretching and sprinting and doing yeah. all this stuff with the team. He was joking around with everybody on there. the sideline. Yeah. I mean, he didn't look like a guy who doesn't want to be on this. As much it's as he cr- said it, he didn't look like a guy that didn't want to be on this team. He's doing everything except practice. Except for amazing, actually right? practicing, I yeah. Know. It's a free ticket Friday brought to you by Miller Lite. Uh, you're going to have a chance to win White Sox tickets a little bit later on this hour we'll get back to the bears and some other big picture nfl stuff that we uh, we want to discuss today 312-332-3776 a huge weekend for the white Sox in cleveland connor mcknight will join us to talk white Sox next